Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back, and BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and the Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger at Thunder Chess. We're part of the B-Lead Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Joining us today, we I was going to have a very special drop prepared, uh, but one of our mats was not able to join us today, so that is not the return of the mats. But as return of the mat, is the return of the moles, Matty Moles. What is up, brother? Uh, not a whole lot. Fighting a sinus infection, so I'll try to hit the mute button before I like cough my brains out routinely on here. But uh, pretty exciting, you know. Thunder basketball is right around the corner, and we're in the heart of college football season. This is the on the eve of the Red River rivalry, which is not easy for me to say. And also, <laughs> uh, BBN taking on the number one team in the country, and so a yes, uh, lot of lot of undefeated teams in the in the, those two games. So. A lot to look forward to tomorrow, but uh, really excited to, to crunch these numbers and see who really could be a sleeper potentially for the Thunder and to maybe cage some expectations for some guys who have been on the roster. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's your first one for those of you keeping track at home. Um, yeah, very excited to get into, you know, kind of our like stat projection game that we got going. Uh, excited to kind of preview a little bit of Monday's game versus the Spurs and Victor Wembanyama. Um, but uh, I do want to say, if this is your first time listening to the pod, welcome. We're glad to have you aboard. If this is your first time consuming our video content, uh, that was our first time rolling the intro video. I worked tirelessly over the last hour on there, uh, matching up the the dunks, the dribbles, the uh, Jay will take him to charge, the, the shot uh, to the beat of the drum. Um, so if you appreciate that, please, please let me know. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, Moles, what did you think of it? That was the, that was my first unveiling. I wanted it to be a surprise for you. It was, it was gorgeous. I was, uh, pretty excited to watch it and it's another one and, uh, and it's just Shay just like going nuts and, and hitting another incredible off balance shot. That one on the baseline against the, uh, the Pels, like just insane finish. Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty sick. Uh, really excited about what that's going to look like next year after we have all the Chet Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year highlights to add to the to the role. So, oh yeah, real excited. Nah. And what's funny is when I was pulling clips for this, 
I typed Shea game winner versus, and I stopped and I just looked down because there's Clippers, Portland, Wizards, Pelicans, Bucks, Rockets, Spain, Nuggets, Lakers, Hornets. Like it's it's crazy, man. Like he's he's been around the block. He's gonna have a game winner over every team before it's all said and done. He's one of the clutchest players in the league, and we are blessed to have him on our team. And uh, we're gonna use that as a transition to kind of talk about how we project Shea Gildas Alexander for next year and, and all of the Thunder. But we're gonna start with Shea because you know got to start with the tip of the spear and i'm just now realizing that ah there's my link all right so moles this is just going to be a little typical over under i'm going to give you what each player's um stats were for last year on terms of a per game average and you can tell me over under and you know if you feel the need to discuss it we will discuss it sound good sounds good yeah i mean shay is super clutch he's got more clutches than a, a louis vuitton store so that guy is just insane. Yep, absolutely. And he, I'm sure he appreciates that reference. Uh, real quick before we get started, Moles, I, I want to quiz you just a little bit of a game. Um, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Moles, if I were to ask you who the top five players on the Thunder last year were in terms of games played, could you name them? James played. Dang. Um, Gideon Dort got to be up yep. there. They are one and three with 76 and 74. You know, Dub Dub went out early, but he, he was back for the rest of the season. So J Dub. Yep. He's number two, 75. Man, I mean, is Shea on that list, or is he not? And that's Shea the, is number that's six. six. Okay, sixty-eight. That's crazy. So I've got mm-hmm. Giddy, I've got Dort, I've got J Dub. Kenrich was hurt a lot. Oakley was hurt a lot. Um, Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe is number four at seventy-three. Okay, who 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 am I missing? Put me out of my misery. Aaron Wiggins with the man who saved basketball. How did I not? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did did you see Jerry's Jerry's question of media day to Wiggins? <laughs> Saving more and more basketball every day. Oh yes, I love it. I was like, Jerry, That's you great. won media day with that one, brother. Yeah, no, that was amazing. All right, man, let's get into these stats here. So we'll start with minutes played. So Shea Gildas-Alexander out of a 48-minute basketball game last year averaged 35 and a half minutes per game. Matty Moles, are you going over or under? I'm, I'm going to go over, but barely. Ooh, okay. Over, but barely. You said 35. I think he's going to be right around 36. Mm. Maybe a little so north of 36. Just right over the threshold. Your price is right in this piece. I mean, for that one, yeah. I mean, he plays a lot of minutes, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel it. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say under, but also like barely. I'm gonna say like maybe like 34, 34 and a half, uh, just because I mean, you look around the league at 
you know, like the Bucks for so many years, like Giannis famously only played like 30 minutes per game. And obviously, like I don't think we're the level of the Bucks at that point or anything like that. But if you look up and down this roster, we're a very deep team. There's a lot of guys on this team that are going to be kind of demanding minutes with their play. And also, you know, the Thunder just wanting to experiment and see them out there. So uh, I don't think that, you know, if anybody's going to suffer from minutes, it's not going to be Shea. But I could see us, you know, kind of holding Shea back just a little bit in terms of like how much he's on the floor, just because we have a greater goal in mind this year. Like last year was playing with house money, you know, uh, nobody really knew uh, where this team was going to be at the end of the year. But this year there are expectations and it's not just amongst the fan base. It's amongst the national media as well. So I feel like they're going to you know, do their best to, you know, manage Shea who, you know, last year he played 68 games, which, uh, I think is like right, right around the threshold of like a seventy-five percent of the season that you would need to win like first team All NBA like he did. Um, but the you know the previous couple of years he's missed a lot of games, so uh, you know maybe they start to uh, I guess load manage Shea as we get closer into that. But like I said, it, it'll it won't be by necessity or like we're just pulling them out. It's just like. There's a lot of guys on this team I think are going to get minutes. So that, that's how I feel. Valid. I mean, it's a lot of minutes. So mm-hmm. I went barely over, mm-hmm. but I could see I could see the argument for going under. Hey, I, I, was got, I was about to say one of us will be right, but I guess it is possible that he plays right at 35 and a half minutes a game again. So who knows? Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, 31.4 points per game. Moles. What under? You're taking under. He will. He he will be below 30 points per game. Mm. And that's not a that's not a slight at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I I understand the sentiment, and uh, as we talked about on our bowl predictions, uh, at, you know, as everybody knows, I have lofty expectations for Shea this year. MVP, 50, 40, 90 club. Um, leading scorer in the NBA. And to do that, I think that he is at 32 points per game this year. I think he breaks the threshold. I know a lot of people think that he's going to relinquish shots because of the added talent on his team, but I don't think he needs to take more or less shots than he has been taking. I just think his shots are going to become easier to him because of all the talent around him. Specifically, Chet Holmgren, I think he's going to make it a lot easier to get to the uh, into the lane, get to the rim, as efficient as he's been around the rim, I think that we could even see that rise up, maybe maybe even to dub numbers last year. Um, I also think that his three point shooting is going to come back. Um, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to you know shoot like 42 percent off like eight attempts per game or anything like that, but I could see like three and a half, four attempts per game shooting like 30. Like, well, I mean, I, I predicted 50, 40, 90. So I got to say 40, 41%. But I could see like, you know, anywhere between like 37 to 40% in that range. Uh, I, I I think, you know, as as uh, even Sam Presti mentioned, as I've been mentioning for the past few years, when Shea has time and he gets in that lab, man, when he is in the lab, he adds to his game and he takes a leap. Uh, we saw a little bit of what to expect in FIBA play. And, uh, yeah, take a drink. Uh, I, I do think that he's going to continue that trend. You know, there's there's not much leaps to take in this game, but there is room for improvement, and I think, I think we're going to see improvement there. 
Um, yeah, so the, the thing is, anytime that we hear chat say in the lab, that's that's part of the drinking game. So you got to you got to take that. Well, if um, you're parlay and out, absolutely, you're going to have alcohol. <laughs> uh, that's the next one. Uh, I will say he's got to, one, shoot better from three, and two, he's mm-hmm. got to shoot a lot more mm-hmm. volume from three to be able to make that work just by there, there are only so many trips down the floor mm-hmm. uh, each game. And fighting for that type of volume from the mid-range is going to be – I think it's going to be difficult with some of the spacing and what we're going to be seeing on the floor. So I, if he can get up to 40% plus per game or uh, shooting from three, then I want him taking six plus three point attempts per game. And I think by virtue of like some of the other guys on the floor and the gravity that those guys are going to have, those opportunities will be there in the catch and shoot if we let it. Mm-hmm. And he's proven to be a good catch and shoot player. Um, yeah, the year he actually shot 41%, 41.8%, I apologize. Uh, he actually shot for 4.9 attempts per game. So, but hey, I'm with you. If he's making those shots, I'd love for him to take more. Um, Shay's famously a guy that just takes what the defense gives him, though. And, you know, that's that's a smart basketball player. I can't fault him for it. You know, we've won plenty of games, you know, doing just that. But uh, I, I do think that he starts to incorporate that three-point shot a little bit more this year. Uh, let's do one more on Shay. Um, uh, I'm on the wrong page. I'm on Shay stats. Uh, all right. Let's see here. So stats from last year. Let's go with, okay. Yeah. Let's go with steals per game. It was 1.6 last year. That was when we started to see him take a leap off ball specifically on the defensive end. Uh, Maddie Bowles, what say you over or under for Shay steals per game? Man, that's <clears throat> I don't know where it could really go there. That's this is a tough one. Um, if it was stocks, I think it might be a little easier, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to go up, and I think it goes up because he can be more aggressive having help yes. on the back end, and he's going to try to get out and transition more. So, I, price is right at I guess like one point eight, maybe one point seven. Uh, steals per game 1.6 is already a really high number though that's a good that's a solid top five in the league yeah no I I mean you took the word right out of my mouth man I mean I've I I think I even said it on Twitter I think that he's not just him like the team in general is going to feel the freedom to be more aggressive going after the ball because they have Chet to you know make it make it up for him uh you know famously you know I'm a Kentucky fan so like in the 2012 run to the national championship, like I think we led the nation in steals and blocks because our guys were so aggressive at going after the ball and creating turnovers because they knew Anthony Davis was on the back line there to, you know, make up for their mistakes. And Anthony Davis got a lot of blocks and we got a lot of steals because of it. So I, I could see the same thing for the happening for the Thunder. And in turn, I think that this actually helps us become a better transition team. Uh, I could, I could see us being like in that, like, top five to seven range in transition this year. And uh, it all, it all starts with Chet, you know, kind of being the cornerstone of the defense and turning uh, defense into offense. 
Uh, let's see here. I was, I was I was looking for stats for Chet. Uh, Chet Holmgren zero points per game last year. Uh, over under Matty Moles. I, I I I'm gonna say over. <laughs> All right, let's probably uh, let's, across the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let me just kind of throw numbers out here for Chet Holmgren here. So let me go look at the stats. So last year, um, go to my minutes played. So Kenrich Williams was kind of the pseudo center when he was healthy. He played our 22- best one. Yeah, yeah. He played 22.8 minutes per game last year. Uh, I'm going to bump Chet up just because, A, he is a center, and, B, he is, you know, more valuable on the totem pole. Uh, We'll go 26 minutes per game for Chet Holmgren. You going over or under? Barely over. I have him around, like, 27. Yeah, I was was thinking, like, 28, 29. Um, You know, it's – a lot of the same thought process for me with Shea. Like, you know, we have so many other guys that are going to get minutes. And I think that even more so than Shea, I think they're going to try to be a little bit protective of Chet. Um, I could even see them, you know, managing his load, even though he's young and this is his virtual rookie season. I could see them, you know, maybe on back-to-backs if he's banged up, maybe he sits out. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked at any of that. But, yeah, no, I could – I, I think that he's he's slightly over. He's kind of in the, like 28, 29, maybe even 30 minutes of Diggs is feeling uh, feeling frisky. But uh, let's go let's go points per game on Chet. Uh, so again, using I'm going to use kind of Kenrich and Jalen as a model here. Uh, that's not great. So I'm going to combine them, and that's 13.9 points combined between J. Will Boom Williams and Kenrich Williams. So. Uh, we'll go with 14 points per game. Chat Holmgren, his rookie season over under Matty Moles. Under, I oh. like around, I like around 12 for him. Um, I see what you did combining them, but mm-hmm. like some of those happen against the second unit for a lot yeah. of teams. And Chet, we're not going to have the luxury of putting Chet in, you know, in those long stretches, like in the to start the second quarter, for instance, and things like that. So uh, it's going to be under, and then he's just not going to have the usage opportunity um, with some of the other guys in the starting lineup. Okay. Yeah, this is this is close to me. I, I think that whenever I kind of like set this out, I had him at like 15 points per game. And if he does that, along with the rebounds and blocks, like I'm ecstatic. Like I think he's like right there in the run for rookie of the year. Um yeah, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go slightly over. I'm just going to, you know, go a little bit different here. That that seems to be the uh, trend of this podcast. I'm just being your contrarian. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I just think that, you know, we, we saw how effective he can be in Summer League without making his threes. He made one three in all of Summer League, but uh, they still guarded him from the three-point line, and he still is able to, you know, create advantages for himself and his teammates. Um, so – I do think the shot's going to fall. I do think that that shot that he has a real shot. And I think that guys like Shea and Giddy creating for him is really going to open things up for him. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities in the pick and roll. Uh, And, you know, he's a guy that runs in transition. You know, he's, he's really a guy that doesn't have to dribble that much. And he could like legitimately get like 12, 14 points per game. Like, you know, you think back in the day with Steven Adams, I think he was averaging like 13 points per game and, I know a lot of that was like off of rebounds, but you know, a lot of his points were in the pick and roll and just running in transition. 
And, you know, Steven Adams didn't even have a three-point shot. So, you know, you add a couple of those a game, that's six points. Just saying. Yeah, uh, here's the follow-on question. 0.5 lobs per game. Over or under? Over or under? Oh, that's over. That's over. They're already practicing it, man. They are working on it with with, uh, Josh – well, Josh Will and uh, Shea. He specifically Mm -hmm. said he's working on it with SGA. And SGA said, I have some work to do on it. So, Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they, that, they haven't had anybody to lob it to in a while. That's that's pretty sick. I need some of that in OKC for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Bring, bring me some alley hoops. Alley hoops one of the most exciting plays in basketball still. All right, let's go one more. This is the fun one for Chet. Blocks per game, Matty Moles. And I am setting the over-under high because I believe – and Chet Holmgren as a shot blocker, what we've seen from him at the collegiate level in his summer league, 2.7 blocks per game, Matty Moles. I have 2.4, so technically Ooh. under. Um, but that's still pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, league-wide. I was going to say This 2. is 5, rookie year. It was very hot. <laughs> this is his rookie year. He's going to, like, he'll get much better at it. Uh, he'll he'll figure out all the timing and everything, but yeah, slightly under. That's high. Yeah, yeah. I think only in about two and a half. It's kind of where I'm at with him. And shoot, I mean, if he's at two and a half, I mean, he's legitimately like top five in shot blocking in the league. You know, as a rookie, uh, you know, they'll put him up there with the Jaron Jackson and probably the Victor Wembanyamas of the world and and stuff like that. So yeah, that'll. I think that's a fair number, and, man, I'm just – I'm so excited to see Chet play basketball in the NBA. Dude, me too, man. I'm tired of all the summer league stuff. Like, let's get let's get to the meat and potatoes, man. I'm ready. Yeah, like, whenever I was making that video, like, I did, like, Shea, Giddy, Dub, Dort, and, like, I was getting all excited, and I got to Chet, and I was like, ah, I got to – this is my first summer league clip I got to put in this video. Like, we've mm-hmm. we got to update this. Come on, Cheddar. Uh, but all right, yeah, let's uh, let's get to let's go to Josh Giddy here. So Josh Giddy is a guy that scored sixteen point six points per game last year. Maddie Moles, Maddie Moles, what are you projecting for Josh Giddy this year? Over or under? Uh, slightly under. Yeah, right. uh, sixteen. So it's right there in the ballpark. Gotcha. Uh, it will be more efficient, though. I do think more of it comes at the line. So that'll help. Um, but here's the thing, too. Like, a lot of what Giddy did when he took over games at times was just bully ball getting into the paint. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to always have that available. So, like, just the offense is going to look incredibly different, I think, this year than what we've been used to. So, yeah, I... I don't know, man. Like I, this is a guy that I've highlighted as an a legitimate MIP candidate. Uh, I I do believe, you know, what we saw in FIBA was really encouraging. Um, you know, there was obviously some games the offense wasn't fully clicking, but I mean, let's be honest, the Thunder team is a lot better than Team Australia is at, at this juncture. Um, in terms of like juncture. around them, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is true. This is true. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, man, I, I, just like cliche, I think the Chet's going to unlock a lot for Josh Giddy. 
I I have to see it with the three point shot to believe that that's going to be a thing. Um, but you know, if he's, you know, he he averaged sixteen point six points per game last year, averaging two trips to the line. Like if he could double that, um, you know, I I think he can get up to eighteen points per game. That's kind of what I'm projecting for him. You know that, and it, it feels like a lot, but I mean, you know, Lou Dort the first year it was just him and Shea. We do had 17.9 points per game. So like I I don't know. I, I think I think Giddy's a lot better player than Dort was back there. Um and uh yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go over there. Um let's go to assist ninety more. There we go. This is the this is the FOMO for Josh Giddy. He was at six point two last year. He's gonna Increase that by about 50%. I have him around nine nine assists per game. That is huge. I like it. Is it just is it just the chat factor or is it what, what do you got? I mean, chat requires a lot of attention. It's gonna space the floor a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one more guy that we haven't talked about yet who's gonna take a leap that I think is gonna have a lot of catch and shoot opportunities from Giddy as well. So, uh, I, and just by virtue of, it seems like the game, like Giddy was already from a skill standpoint, mm-hmm. able to make every pass and he could see things before it happened. I really think him getting to run the show, uh, over the summer for a team. I, there's confidence there. I, I just, I see it happening for him. And I also see like Shea is going to relinquish some of the ball handling duties over to Giddy and it's not going to be so Giddy can create for himself and he's going to create for others through that. Shea will be a beneficiary. Chet will be as well. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the, the other guy that we haven't discussed yet. Um, it's nine feels like if you, if we woke up, and he averaged 9.5 assists, you know, in April, like we're looking at the stats and he's like, yep, yeah, giddy, you know, 16 points, 9.5 assists, six rebounds ish, something around there. It'd be like, damn, like that's for a guy who's like arguably your fourth best player. That's pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, I'd be, I, I'd be shook if he had nine nine and a half assists, but like I I, I think I'm going to go over, but I I don't know if I'm that high yet. I do think that he'll have a lot of creation opportunities, specifically with Chet at the helm, and you know playing with guys off the bench, like you know some of our best shooters are off the bench with Misich and Joe. Um, so I think that you know playing with guys like that will also create um, you know assisting opportunities well as well. So. I think I had him statted out around eight assists. So, you know, it's not like too terribly, you know, lower than yours, but, you know, it, it is a little bit. So um, I just, you know, I I think even if Shea relinquishes ball handling uh, opportunities in terms of like uh, creating opportunities, Shea's still going to have the ball in his hands a lot. And I, I think that there is going to be a ceiling that Giddy can hit in terms of the creation he does for this team. Um, but you know, it's, it's still, still super high, man. Like eight assists per game is still a lot in the NBA. So I'll take it, especially like you said, if it's like your fourth best player. So, um, but let's, uh, let's do one more for Giddy. 
Mm, that feels like a layup. I'm not going to do free throw attempts. I thought about it. Uh, Over. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh, let's go with three-point attempts. So he was at 3.1 per game last year. Over or under Matty Moles? Under, barely. Oh. I know people don't want to hear that. I just, I, I really, you know what I really hope happens is that people say, you can have it, Josh. You can take whatever threes you want. And he, mm-hmm. he makes them pay early. And then they realize they can't do that. Um, so he's got to have some gravity out there on the perimeter, but I just, I don't see where that, I don't see that volume coming. I think he's going to be more focused on creating for others and then drawing contact so he can get to the line. And I think he, he will be successful in both of those other things. I just don't, I don't see him even from a confidence standpoint, wanting to take more than three a game. Yeah. He wasn't really taking a lot in FIBA either. Um, it's tough. I, I think I could see him like anywhere between three and three and a half. And I've been contrarian the whole time that I, I feel like I, I want to stop fighting and I'll agree with you. I'll go under. I'll just say three attempts per game because it's under, you know, just not, yeah. just not as under. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, obviously he's still working with Chip. Like, you know, every practice he's out there, you know, getting up three pointers with Chip England. Um, so that's still something that he wants to improve on. And if it's something that he's working on, I don't think he's just going to abandon it. I don't think that, you know, even as he has other opportunities, you know, for creation and driving to the rim and creating opportunities at the line, uh, I do think that that's something that he's going to continue to try to incorporate into his game. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go under with you, but I would not be shocked if he was at like three and a half or even like closer to four, like 3.7, 3.8 attempts per game. And, you know, if he's knocking down like, I don't know, 34, 35% on like, you know, three and a half to four attempts per game, I'm pretty ecstatic at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because last year he shot 32.5% from three. So, I mean, that's not even that like crazy of a jump. That's like, you know, one and a half, two percent or two and a half percentage points. So, yeah, it's it's definitely possible. All right, let's get into Jalen Williams, Dub, J. Teletubby, Santa in the month of December. Um, that is that is the rule, by the way, guys. We will refer to him as Santa in the month of December only. Um, so, Jalen Williams last year. Let's go to three point percentage. Let's let's go off the beaten path a little bit. Um, but he shot 35.6% on 2.7 attempts per game last year. Matty Moles is Jalen Williams going to shoot over or under? Uh, which one, the percentage or the, the attempt? The percentage, the percentage, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, well, I guess it doesn't matter because I think it's going to be over on both. Mm. Um, so, the double whammy. Yeah, yeah I, I could see him being around 38, 39% somewhere Ooh. in there. I just okay. – like, it is impossible to put a ceiling on what he could be, even early on in his career. I just, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot on the floor that that man can't do. <laughs> and it's it's pretty insane um, to say that about a guy who's, you know, a second-year guy, and he wasn't even our first draft pick last year. But um, 
he wasn't even our second draft pick last year. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think it's going to go up by virtue of, again, the attention that other guys are going to draw. And I just – he is nothing short of confident, right? Like, he's got complete and total confidence. When he rises up to shoot, you, you expect it to go in, or you know that he he expects it to go in. There are some guys that shoot things, shoot shots reluctantly. He's not going to be one of them. So yeah. I think he's going to, he's going to shoot more of them. And I think he's, yeah, he's going to take that leap. You talk about guys in the lab, <laughs> like maybe the dude was, wasn't getting up shots and just eating straight up protein, but, but that's a guy that you could tell has done some work this off season and with chip associated too. like, it's just money. Yeah. No, I mean, he's, He's, uh, you know, picking up random drug tests from the NBA. Um, <laughs> random. Also, you know, he, he, he's he got the braids now. You know, he didn't have the fro, so he's going to be more aerodynamic. He'll be faster, probably jump higher, you know, sound, sounds right to say. But, um, I, miss the, I miss the fro, though, man. Yeah, um, no, it, it, it was special. It was special. But I, I will say that, you know, the year – what was it? Yeah. The year before last year, Shea, uh, he was hurt most of the year. Or not, not most of the year. He was hurt for, like, all of the month of February. And he came back after the All-Star break. The month of March, and I think it was, like, 10 games. And he averaged, like, 32 points per game, was shooting crazy percentage from three. Like, he, he, he just dominated that 10-game stretch. And a lot of people were excited about what they saw, but, you know, they shut him down. And so it was kind of forgotten about. But little did we know, it was a sign of things to come in this season when he was, you know, first team All-NBA selection, leading the Thunder to the playing game. This year, Jalen Williams, post-All-Star break, 18.6 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, 4.3 assists, 1.7 steals. 54.6% from the field, 42.9% from three, 88% from the free throw line. I think that that could be a sign of things to come this year. I, you know, I don't know that he's going to, I mean, he, he only did that on 13 attempts per game uh, and from the field as well. Uh, he only shot about three attempts from three. I could see that going up to like four, four and a half. And, you know, like I said, as much as that was a sign of things to come, that one half in the summer league where he just completely dominated man amongst boys, every cliche you could possibly think of (laughs) Sam Presti made the call from the ivory tower at halftime. Like he's done. Like we're not risking any injury. (laughs) We saw what we need to see, get him out of there. And I mean, he, I, I'm very excited for, for Dub. Um, Yeah. You know, with that being said, uh, I think that, I'm right there with you. I think he's over. I think he's around 37, 38% from three. I don't know if he's going to get to that like 42%. If he is like, that's, that's awesome. Like, you know, go ahead and uh, go ahead and submit our spot. in like the top three in the playoffs, because if we have Shea playing at a first team all NBA level and dub is doing what he's doing as well as shooting 42% from three, just look out. That's all I gotta say. Uh, Let's see here. Next stat category for dub. All right, let's get back on the let's get back on the wagon here. Fourteen point one points per game, over or under moles. Over. Yeah, yeah. After, Especially after that, with in case I just gave you, how could how could you not? I mean, right? How could I ever disagree with you? Uh, <laughs> no, his slow start 
too. Like that brings mm -hmm. the, the numbers down like 16, 17 points per game feels about right. If you told me he was hovering around 20, I wouldn't sneeze at you. Like I, it's really hard for me to, to know exactly where to draw the line for him. So, but it's, yeah. it's definitely going to be over. I know that much. Yeah, no, I'm going over too. Uh, I, I think that I'm going to go like 16 and a half points per game. So, you know, like a 2.4 difference from last year. But I, I just – I think the game's going to come so much easier to him this year. You know, we, we talk about the impact that Chet's going to have and all these, you know, shooters that we have off the bench is going to have for Shea and Giddy. But, you know, there's other guys who are going to benefit too. And Jalen Williams is one of those guys. And he's also a guy that has shown the ability to create. Um, bet you didn't know this, Maddie Moles, but the top three in assists last year for the Thunder were Josh Giddy at number one with 6.2, jo uh, Shea Gilders Alexander, number two with 5.5, and Jalen Williams, number three at 3.3 .3 assists per game. So he is a, he's got some creation ability to him as well. So, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a big year from Dub. I'm not quite ready to say that he's, I'm not jumping on the all-star buzz right now this year. I think it's too early. I think the West is really difficult, specifically in the wing category. Um, but, hey, next year, year after, if he continues this trajectory, absolutely. Two years ago, we heard the smart guys in the NBA start talking about SGA being, a, a, being an all-star. Mm -hmm. Uh I think smart guys in the NBA are, are, you know, we already have JJ Redick talking about him. Um, he's he's going to be the guy that, that people are like, hey, watch out for him, you know, making an all-star appearance soon. So it probably doesn't happen next year, but hey, man, 24, 25, like that's leagues on notice because uh, it could very well happen then. Yeah, here's another one for you. Uh, so I was going to go to steals per game, but I, I wanted to bring this up to you. So um, our top three in steals last year, Shay, obviously 1.6. Uh, I'm going to jump to number three, which was Lou Dort at one steal per game. And number two was Jalen Williams of 1.4 steals per game. That was as a rookie. So um, Matty Moles, 1.4 steals per game. Is he going up or down? Over. All right. What were you thinking? Uh, probably 1.7, something in there. Okay. Like, like him and Shea are going to be double trouble, which I think ultimately, you know, people said, oh, we brought in, you know, we drafted Wallace, um, and that's going to potentially move Dort out of the starting lineup at some point, and they'll move on from him. I, I think the emergence of J-Dub has a lot to do with that too. That link that they offer – the wingspan and mm -hmm. I, it's real length, not neck length, you know, cause I know Dolan's <laughs> going to listen to this. Um, it's, it's usable length or actionable length or whatever you want to call it. And they're all going to be hyper aggressive because they want to get a steal and they want to get out in transition. They know they have help on the back end, you know, either one guy's drawing the charge or the other guy's going to help side block. Like you have, you have a lot of potential there. Um, for whoever's going to be playing center minutes for us. So, yeah, 1.7, that feels about right. What do you think? Yeah, I was just going to go over and go safe and say like 1.5. Uh, you know, 
definitely, definitely over, but you know, uh, just, just slightly. I mean, I think that he definitely has the ability to have more than that. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, he has just as much ability as Shay on the defensive end, just you know, with his length and everything, um, and his strength as well. So, I mean, I, I can see him even being over that, but yeah, I'm just gonna say over him on play it safe at 1.5. And if it's gonna be higher than that, I'll be pleasantly surprised. He's long and he's strong, <laughs> and he's here to get the friction on. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get to the last member of our starting lineup, we're going to pause to hear a word from our sponsors. And we're back after a word from our sponsors. Um, so now we are going to talk about the last starter, Lugens Dort. Maddie Mole, Lugens Dort last year averaged 13.7 points per game, which was fourth on the team behind Shea Giddy and Jalen Williams. Manny Moles, is that going to be over or under? Under. How much under? Uh, uh, maybe nine points per game. Yeah, that's that's where I had him. About like nine, nine and a half points per game. Yeah. And by virtue of like what he's even said, right? This is straight from his mouth. He said he wanted to be better with shot selection. And with that, I mean, just by virtue of him not just putting his head down and driving in to the lane or uh, being super duper sticky in transition. And like, I think I might maybe have seen homeboy pass the ball like twice in transition when he's had the ball. So I think, I think by virtue of him having a paradigm shift, like before he had 17 points per game, but like we needed him to, mm -hmm. right? Like there wasn't anybody else that was anybody eating that volume. Points. Like our team is like a school of piranhas, man. There are a lot of mouths to feed, uh, a, lot of, a lot of capable mouths to feed at that. We're at our worst if Lou is taking a lot of shots. That's just how it is. Yeah, so something's gone horribly wrong if Lou Dort is uh, shooting a high volume uh, from the field. Yeah, last year he shot 11.8 field goal attempts per game. I cautiously want to say that goes down to like seven or eight per game this year. Ideally. Um, yeah, yeah. I Like, I mean, I said this last year as well, and I said it like throughout the offseason. Like, I think ideally Lou Dort's shot diet is corner threes, transition and you know backdoor cuts like that should be his shot diet everything else like you need to just focus on the defensive end you got a seven foot one shot blocking phenom behind you go be aggressive go lock dudes up like get back in your bag defensively because let's be honest like he's still a monster defensively but mm -hmm. he's regressed a little bit in that category just because he's had to expand so much energy on the uh, on the other end now, he still shows up in big moments, like, you know, late in games. Like, you know, there's – I can count on one hand the amount of people I'd rather have than Lou against Dort on, you know, the opposing team's best ball handler. But, uh, you know, specifically, like, getting around screens and stuff like that, you know, that's a lot of the reason that he draws so many offensive fouls is because he doesn't even try to get around the screen. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe he can use that energy to, you know, become an even more defective, effective defender, and who knows? Maybe he can finally get that coveted all-defensive uh, all team uh, spot that 
we've been championing him for for so long. Um, let's see here. Uh, so, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I, I was just looking at the stats. Uh, here's one for you, Matty Moles. Lugans Dort led the team with three-point shot attempts at 5.5, even leading Isaiah Joe at 5.4 attempts per game. I mean, the thing is, if he's open, he kind of has to shoot it. He's open. So, like, if he's on the floor and they leave him open for three, you have to be willing to shoot it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What did he average? What What was his average from three? 33%. Yeah, I was thinking it was around 32. So 33, not too bad, like a little less than league average, right? In league average, around 36%. Yeah, I think it's like 35, 36, I'm going to get. So, I mean, a little below at that volume. Obviously, that's not as efficient as you would like, but the Bruce Bowen diet of of shots, as you said, is perfect for him. And Mm -hmm. if he's in the corner – if he's in the corner, I like I like that volume being where I guess it's gonna eventually be. It's just the the shots above the break and you know early on in the shot clock and all that stuff that I that just made me want to tear my hair out. Yeah. So yeah, attack and attacking closeouts too. Like you know that's that's another big thing. You know, hopefully as the shot die goes down, he's more efficient. Hopefully he gets above thirty three percent from three. Like. If Lou Dort shot 35% from three, I'd do cartwheels. Like, I'd be ecstatic about that. Wasn't his shot, like, from the corner, wasn't he, like, 38% or something? You know, the corners? I don't have any of those fancy uh, <laughs> fancy stat apps that you have to pay for to look at that. But I trust you. Yeah, I mean, like, that's just where he's going to be most effective. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, like for sure. It. All right, Mules, we've covered the starting lineup. Um, you know, there's I mean, there's, there's a lot of bench players that are interesting. Uh, I, I'm going to flip it to you, man. Pick a bench player, pick a category, and you, you give me an over-under. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to stick with our Stat Chasers uh, history here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> a guy that we didn't know if he was going to be on the roster, but now he actually might be – a pretty important piece for us, at least early on. Maybe he gets packaged in a deal and, and is gone elsewhere. But I'm talking about Pegasus, man. I'm, I'm, uh, um, yeah, Davis Bertans. So I have to go look up what his stats were <clears throat> last year. Give me just a second. Yeah, because famously he was not on the Thunder last year. Famously. Um. All right. Let's go to basketball reference. This is great podcasting. Yeah, I'm going to race you. That's even better podcast. I'm, I'm, ar- I'm already up there. Okay. Ah, dang it. So, all right. I'll just kind of go down the list. We can do this kind of like rapid fire. Okay. We, we don't have to wax poetic about a lot. Um, 45 games played. I think that's over. I think – what is it? He's got to hit like uh... – like 67, 70 games or something like that before his contract's fully guaranteed or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he teeters around that mark. And, and I don't think he gets over it, but yeah, I like uh, the, 
where his contract gets guaranteed. Um, so yeah, I say over. Game started one. Oh God. If Dallas Bertons is starting, something has gone terribly wrong. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm gonna say over just because I mean he gave us such a low number. Right. Well, and you never know what Coach D is gonna throw out there. He yeah. plays with the lineups a lot. Um all right. Uh 3.6 field goal attempts per game. Mm. Is that what he had last year? Yeah, with Dallas. How many minutes did he play last year? Minutes per game. He played 10.9 minutes per game. Oh man. And I think that's probably a, that's probably close to what he'll be yeah. in normal rotation with us. I'm trying to think of like the moose role because I, I I feel like three I, I feel like three of those field goal attempts will be threes. And I could see okay. one more three, being like around there. Three point one was his average three point attempts per game. Yeah. So you you say neutral? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's probably about right. Okay. Thirty nine percent from three. Oh god. If he shoots that, I'll be ecstatic. Is that what he had last year? That's what he had last year. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh if laser is, beans. Latvian laser. This is my uh, my anti Luca take. I think that he has better creation in Oklahoma City uh than he did in Dallas. So yeah, I'm gonna go over. Six. Suck on that, Luca fans. <laughs> um, okay. And then a couple more here, real quick. Uh 0.4 stocks per game. <laughs> See, I scoff, but he had a huge block against Dennis Schroeder in the uh, the game against Germany that they almost won. But he's never going to be in that situation. Uh, yeah, stocks. God, that steals and yeah. blocks. God, more. Had to make it harder. These freaking numbers. Uh, I'm gonna go under. I don't think he's asked to do much defensively. <laughs> okay, and then finally. Um... Total rebounds per game, 1.2. It feels wrong to say under. Um, I guess I'm going to go over and just hope it gets like one and a half. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with over too, but not not going crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and then finally, 4.6 points per game. We'll, we'll, we'll have that be the bow tie. Odds over. I think he's. I think he's making. I think he's making at least two threes a game. So that's six right there. So. Well, okay. Well, you said he is going to shoot over thirty nine percent, and two, two out of his three three point attempts per game are going in. So, there you go. Sixty six percent from three. You heard it here don't, first. Don't throw math at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. All right. What's uh. Hey, we'll, we'll do the same thing rapid fire here. Uh, Alexa Pokashevsky, Moles, <clears throat> 20.6 minutes per game. Under. Okay. Uh, eight points per game. Like on the dot? It was eight? It was, it was 8.1. I just wanted oh. to ram. <laughs> Damn. Um, under. Mm. Okay. Uh, three point percentage, 36 and a half. 
higher. Oh, okay. Believing in the Poku. Uh, blocks, 1.3. Lower. Okay. Last one, field goals attempted, 7.3. Lower. Okay, that's all fair. I tend to agree on most of those. Um, yeah, it's your turn. Pick somebody. Okay, now I got to go back to the – unless you want to be the stat guy. I mean, hey, I already got it up. That's fair. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll say Isaiah I, Joe. Let's do him. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I was going. Boom. There we go. It's like Conan Jerry. It's me and you to that. Um, all right, uh, let's go minutes per game, 19.1. Lower, but barely. Like okay. high 18s probably for him. Okay. Uh, Three-point attempts, 5.4. Higher. Mm, how much higher, Matty Mules? 5.5. Ah, okay. Three-point percentage, 40.9. Uh, lower. Boo this man. Boo. What? Okay, so shooting 40%. <laughs> he sucks now. Like, no. Uh, Get out of here. Uh, let's see here. Um... Last one, 9.5 points per game. Lower. It'll be around nine. Yeah. I was giving you a hard time, but I can legitimately see all of these being under just because Joe was our, like, pseudo six-man last year. And I believe that Misic is probably going to take that on. Um, maybe not, you know, first part of the year, as we've been told, but, you know, as the year goes on, I think that he's going to kind of, you know, come into that role. And I could see Isaiah Joe having some did not play in there too. Like that would make me so sad. Well, just because you got to get other guys in, you got to get Wallace in. Misich is, you know, he's so cool. And so we've got to get him in. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, it's just a lot of guys to get in there. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, oh, hey, let's go to Misic, man. Vasilya Misic. Let's go minutes per game. I'm going to hmm, I'm gonna pull Aaron Wiggins minutes per game on Vasilya Misic. 18 okay. and a half. Lower. Okay. Is it because he's old? <laughs> yeah, he's ancient. Uh <laughs> he is 29. Um, yeah. He's younger than me, dang it. <laughs> so it, it's just lower because I think like he might get some spot minutes at times early on um, while we're developing some of these other cats. And then he'll pick it up more. It'll be similar to like J-Dub last year with some of his production that was lower early mm-hmm. on. And then as the season progressed, like I – some people think that Misich is going to have a huge role right away. I don't necessarily see that happening yet. Yeah. So we have uh, we've been told by a few different people um, that you know he might be brought along easily as the year goes on. But yeah. post All Star break, you know, assuming he's still healthy, 
the foot's on the gas. Um, all right, let's go to uh, let's go to field goal attempts for Mitzich. Um, go with five and a half. Yeah, I I could see about six. So I'm going to be over technically there. Okay. Uh, three point attempts. Let's go two and a half. Under. Okay. Uh, assists per game. Two and a half. Over. Yeah, I tend to agree there. That means a maestro with the basketball. Points per game. Eight and a half. Damn, that's that's pretty solid. Um, I'm going to say under, but yeah, around eight. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all fair. That's all fair. All right, let's go to let's go two more. Um, and you know, if there's somebody else that you actually want to talk about after I say these two, then we could talk about them. But uh, you know, this is a podcast that I'm hosting, so you know that we're <laughs> talking about my guy. Who's my Jang? So, Jang, Jang. Yes, sir. Jang, Jang, until I die. Um, so, minutes per game, 14.6. Higher. Love to hear that. That makes me happy. Uh, pounds gained since last training camp, 32. <laughs> Under, barely, I guess. <laughs> oh god! Did you see all that nonsense? Oh my god! People thought it's your account, Zach, because you've just been taking uh, a few L's of late. They, they, yeah, they, they've been, they've been on my head, man. They've been on my head. Uh, it's, it's all good though. You know, everybody makes mistakes. I apologize. I, I'm not afraid to own my mistakes. The tweet has still not been deleted. I don't run from it. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Field goal attempts, four point six. Higher. I'm loving this, Maddie Moles. Three point percentage. Oh well, this is a layup. It better be over 26 and a half. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> higher. Like you can. Can we, can we just, get it to like 31, maybe? Yeah, like give me Josh Giddy range. Give me 32 and a half, and I'll I'll be thrilled. That's yeah, that's a huge jump. Um, all right, let's go stocks. And last year he was at, wow, lines are hard. Okay. Last year he was at 0.6. Higher. Okay. Uh, last but not least, points per game, 4.9. He is going to almost triple that. Ooh, I love it, Matty Moore. I see him like around like 13 points per game or something like that. That's why he's the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just a lot of, you know what? Like, that's become kind of the smart guy thing to say, too. But we started it. We were the first ones out the gate to talk about Jang Gang. Jang he's going to be in the start. He's going to be in the starting lineup before the season's over. I thought that was going to be a bold take. I thought it was going to be a hot take. Dolan agreed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been other podcasts that have come out after the fact and have said the same thing. Uh, so maybe it's not as coincidentally. As, uh, it's maybe it's not as caliente as I once thought it was, but 
Uh, yeah. He's leaps and bounds. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no. Uh, and what's what's even better about it is like, you know, obviously we, we saw what he did in Summer League. We saw the uh, the kind of jump that he's taken in terms of just like being aggressive, playing confident. The shot looks good. Uh, he looks comfortable out there, more comfortable than he's looked in his tenure in Oklahoma City. I can see that carrying over. And also in his interviews, he talked about how he needs to be aggressive and he needs to um, work on not avoiding physicality. So if he can continue to do that, like, I mean, he's, you know, we saw a couple of clips from uh, practice reports and like, you know, he was, he was throwing down some dumps with authority. Love to see that out of Usman Jang and, you know, the shot still looks pretty. Uh, I, I think shout out to Cone. He, he told me uh, whenever he was listening to the other uh, broadcast at media day that who said that he was working out with chip throughout the summer um, on his shot as well. So chip England, work your magic. Um, you don't got to do too much. The shot's already beautiful, but you know, give him that confidence, give him that confidence, man. I think it's confidence. I would like, you know, I know he's super young, but when he's of age and he can get into a bar, I kind of want him to get in a bar fight. Oh my god! I kind of want that. I want that I, dog in him. I want him to be aggressive and know he can take a punch and keep coming. Because like he's he's one of the biggest guys. He's literally one of the biggest guys on the court, and he doesn't I, play like it. Instead, he's grown another inch too. So he's like almost seven foot now. That makes me grow another inch. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm God. Just, I'm, I'm very excited about what that could mean. <sighs> but he's, he can't be Ferdinand. Like, the guy's got to be – he's got to be aggressive. He has – like you said, he has to take it to them. Be assertive. Look for contact. Welcome it. You know, be Bane in the darkness, if you will, in the pit. Like, be raised by it, molded by it. So <laughs> – that's what I want out of him. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Whenever I was going to do the return of the match drop and just like spring on you guys, I was going to clip journey saying, Whoa, what? Like what dude? And then something with the cockroach. And I was going to try to find <laughs> the first clip of you saying I'm six to midnight. Uh, and <laughs> put it on there for you, but you know, tyranny, tyranny belt out. So, you know, maybe that goodness will come in the future or maybe I could just clip what you said right there. Um, and uh, I don't got to go back and put it on the podcast. <laughs> or you could say six to midnight now, and that would make it easier too. Yeah, thinking about the draft class that we had last year, just maybe singularly the greatest draft class by a team in NBA history. That really mm. makes me go from six to midnight. Yes, there it is. There it is. Oh, I love it. That's hilarious. Um, all right. I was trying to find something and I was unable to find it. So uh, my last player that I have before we get into any that you have, uh, Kaysen Wallace out of the University of Kentucky. Uh, so first off, I'm just going to say uh, minutes per game, 10. Lower. Okay. Okay. Field goal attempts per game, three. Lower. Whoo, okay. Three-point attempts per game, one and a half. Lower. I think it's going to be like one. 
Mm, okay, okay. Steals per game. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll go steals. One. Lower. Okay. It's hard to average a steal in less than 10 minutes of play. Hey, he got eight steals in one game and <laughs> against Michigan State. Um, yeah, uh, so that leads me to this question. Um, G League games played, 25. Higher. Whoo. People are people are down on Kaysom Wallace this year, thinking that he's going to go into G League. He's not going to have time on the roster this year. I'm starting to see that sentiment a lot on Twitter. And, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know one way or another, um, but I know, you know, based on what we've been hearing out of practice, uh, the coaching staff and the team is really impressed with Kaysom Wallace and where he's at right now, both mentally and on the court and his ability and his demeanor in his mindset. So I'm just saying, don't be surprised if, you know, you get a little blue door action in his rookie year, throwing him in, throwing him to the wolves on the Timberwolves game. Oh, wow. Literally throwing him to the wolves. That was unintentional. Um, yeah. Throwing Case and Wallace out there and, you know, just absolutely locking somebody up on defense. Uh, you know, don't be surprised. That's all I got to say. Okay. Um, I mean, fair, I guess. It's just, man, it's hard to find those minutes where those minutes are going to come from. See, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's bring it here. Let's bring it here. Um, Games play for the Thunder. Trey Mann, 50. Under. Okay. See, that's kind of where I lean to. I think that Trey Mann – is gone from this team. Jerry said the vibe was weird. Like all media day, any interaction that he had, the vibe was weird in person. And, you know, I can, I can see Trey man. I can see the thunder capitalizing off of like a really strong performance from Trey man in the summer league and kind of sending him to a team that, you know, could maximize his gifts and maximize his potential because, like, let's be honest, like, you know, the Thunder have drafted a specific kind of player, you know, going back to the Josh Giddy draft. And Trey Mann's just kind of, like, very different from that. Like, he's he's a high upside guy who doesn't have a lot of length um, and, you know, doesn't play, like, great defense. Like, he's a high upside guy that can create his own shot. And, you know, that's, that's kind of it with him. He kind of breaks the mold from what the Thunder has been drafting these past few years. So, uh, you know, a guy like Casey Wallace is a lot more in the mold of what the Thunder has been adding these past few years. So I could see them wanting to trade Trey man so they can get Casey Wallace opportunities on the court because, you know, like a Kendrick Williams, like an Aaron Wiggins, Casey Wallace might not go out there and make a lot of stats, but he can go out there and make winning plays on the basketball court. I mean, that's why we took him. Uh, as as high as we did, yes. Um, it like you don't. There's a lot to like. It's just it's hard to to see what that path's going to be. I I don't know that there would have been a path for Trey Mann to have a lot of play this year either. To be honest, mm-hmm. so you'll be interested to see how it all shapes out, man. It's not a it's not a slight, and also I mean, Coach Dagnall, you like you don't know what what he's going to do. Nah. Line up wise. Nah, he likes, he's a mad scientist. He just likes to yeah. experiment. You right. can even say that. 
he goes in the lab and uh you uh <laughs> you could you could see you could see a game with Wallace like in January where he plays like 24 minutes like you could see that somewhere to maybe boost that number up so I don't know yeah you never know man you never know is there anybody else that you wanted to talk about before we uh, kind of close out with our thoughts on what we're looking forward to for the first preseason game uh no I mean we went through most all the the lineup like JRE like some of these guys we don't know what their long-term viability is going to be with the squad um I will say there I guess there's one player I, I want to hit on real quick uh, for, for, for once that yeah let's go Jay will real quick boom so so yeah we'll go we'll go boom so <laughs> here we go <clears throat> over under one and a half booms per game over uh okay 49 games played over and then 18.7 minutes played in those games i think also over it's kind of where i'm at yeah so yeah i don't know i mean i i guess i i forget about a lot of the time that he was out there with when Kenny and Poku were both hurt. And I guess we don't really know what to expect in terms of like minutes from them. So I don't know, maybe going over that fast is a little reckless, but uh, I mean, he played great in the time that he was out there. Um, I don't think that he's like phenomenal defensively, but he's fine. Um, provides a little bit of spacing, provides some playmaking and, you know, definitely provides some toughness out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could, I, I think he fits the mold of like, you know, our future backup center, like if that's the route that we want to go. Um, but you know, this year specifically, you know, with how effective Kenny was as our center and small ball lineups last year and with how effective Boku was in his time, um, before he got hurt last year, I could, I could see those minutes going down and, you know, I could even see him getting some DMPs, you know, depending on how. Poku and Kenny are playing as well, just because, you know, like we said a million times, like there's a lot of guys on the scene that are going to, you know, kind of demand minutes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I got no other thoughts. It's just that's that's probably the last one we need to hit on. Cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, yeah, Thunder Spurs, man. Happening on Monday night. Um, opening the preseason with the Oklahoma City Thunder, Chet Holmgren squaring off against Victor Wembanyama. Uh, let me ask you this first, Matty Moles. There's a lot of like kind of discourse on Twitter between this. Do you think the starters play in this game? No, I don't think all of them do. Okay, I don't remember. I don't. What happened. So I can't say definitively. I, and I've taken too many L's here recently to you know even <laughs> out there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's preseason, right? Like, I, I don't think it'll be this one. I think the starters will play. Like all the starters will play probably in the next game, and then the third game will be more of a like going through the motions with some of the role players type of thing. See, that's why I think the starters play this game. 
I don't think they play a lot. Like I think they might play, you know, if if the rotation usually calls for like two thirds of the first quarter before, you know, subs come in, like you might play half the first quarter before subs come in and like then you're done at that point. Um but yeah, I mean I, I think the starters get out there personally. Uh well could be wrong. Well, part of my reasoning for the first game, like these guys had a lot of play this summer already, or at least most all of them did, yeah. right? So, you know, Shea and Dort playing for Canada, Giddy playing for Australia. Um, and then we had Chet and, and Dub and the USA Select team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, all those guys got some run. And I don't think it's as important. Like, they're already conditioned. They're already in basketball shape. They're ready to go. It's going to be getting some of the other guys in that spot. Yep. That's, my, that's my assumption. But yeah, I could no. be wrong. I got you. I got you. Well, assuming the starters do play, how excited are you for the potential of a Chet Wimby matchup right out the gate? Uh, I'm excited, and I'm going to overreact to whatever happens. <laughs> so if Wimby comes out and like is hitting threes and is just like throwing sky hooks on Chet that he can't block and stuff like that, like I'm going to be like, yeah, well. There goes the NBA for the next 15 years. Spurs <laughs> got another one. That's just how it goes. Yeah. And then if Wimby, if Wimby looks like, you know, just average or whatever and is getting bodied and Chad is, like, looking really good, then I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, like, Spurs are going to be they're, – they're trash. There's nothing, whatever. I'm going to overreact to whatever I see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. League ain't ready is, is all I got to say for Chad Holmgren. Um. So excited to see that guy on the court. Um, I don't think he plays, but I think it'd be a lot of fun to just to see what Misich looks like out there. Yeah, I, would, I agree. I would, I would be ecstatic. I don't know if he does, just because you know he is on the older side. He's a veteran, and they're wanting to bring him along slowly. But like preseason action, why not? That could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um. It will be interesting to see some of the guys kind of fighting for those last roster spots, uh, see how they play. Guys like Jack White, Jamar Robinson Earl. Yeah. Jack White feels like he might be a guy that's like on the bubble for sure. Josh Giddy's going to bat for him. (laughs) We haven't really gotten much of an opportunity to see him. So Mm -hmm. this will definitely be a good good show for him, an opportunity. He's not just – and that's the thing. Like these guys aren't just trying to make it our team. Like they're trying to make a name for themselves. So somebody wants them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There will be pouncing that will be happening. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I'm very excited for this game. We're just a couple games out. Um, you know, before that, you know, as, as you touched on, um, I know a lot of Thunder fans are also Oklahoma Sooner fans as well. So. Good luck to you guys and your battle with Texas. And, Likewise. Uh, yeah, I, I was about to say, I hope that you wish us good luck as well with our battle against the Bulldogs. Um, you, you're all games at Texas, right? Uh, it's actually in the Cotton Bowl. So it's one, oh, of, the, neutral unique, it's one of the unique uh, games of the season that happens every year. It's about, the, it's about equidistant from Norman, Oklahoma, and Austin, Texas. Mm. Um, so... It happens. The Texas State Fair surrounds it. Half of it's crimson and cream. The other's half burnt or burnt orange, 
and uh, and white. And so, um, really, really cool air, uh, setup, atmosphere, whatever you want to say. One team is listed as the home and the away, but like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's as neutral as they come. I got you. So we'll see now. As a Kentucky fan, we we haven't been as entrenched as in college football as you guys have, um, especially not like you know in the past. So that's why I'm so naive to all this. That sounds really cool. Really, yeah. really excited to you know kind of see what happens. And like I said, you know, wish y'all the best of luck. Appreciate y'all wishing us the best of luck. And uh, it, hopefully we have a we have a good college football Saturday. I want some chaos. Let's have a couple of top five teams fall. Let's make that happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's let's start with number one. And what what's Texas rank? Number three. Yeah, let's let's number one, number three. There we go. Let's go. Where would that put you guys at if y'all beat Texas? Um, voters have been really reluctant to let OU rise much more mm -hmm. than like one or two spots a week, but I would see us somewhere around six, maybe. Yep. So okay, we're we're about we're at eleven right now. So. Yeah, I think if we beat Georgia, that we, I mean, I, I can see us jumping to about where you guys are at now. Yeah. Beat Georgia 100%. at Georgia. Like, that's huge. Um, but, yeah, hopefully hopefully th th these things happen. Hopefully we have a good week of uh, NFL as well and then, you know, carry us right into preseason basketball, man. Like, three exciting days of sports, different sports for the next three days. So, uh, excited for that. Um I, I haven't discussed this with the guys, but I think uh, I think it makes sense to try to pot after the preseason game on Monday as opposed to Tuesday. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that, try to plan that out, and hopefully we can make that happen. If not, maybe I can just jump on to a Thunder Chats, kind of give a little short takeaways, and we can do our group pot on Tuesday. But either way, you'll have content on Tuesday morning uh, from the Top Thunder podcast. So uh, until then, I uh, hope you guys have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.